0: In fact, what you need to do is accuse, accuse Tufts of copying everything the Long Snapper podcast does and <laughs> yeah. plagiarising us. Welcome to the world famous Long Snapper podcast. I am Adam with a bit of a, a frog in my throat this week. Um, I have Pat with me. Hello, Pat. Evening, Adam and and pretty much nobody else could be asked to show up um, and so Craig said he might and to be fair to Craig he has he has dropped in unannounced when he said he might drop in unannounced so we might hear from Craig in a bit uh, but I thought we'd bolster our numbers by welcoming uh, Gregory Jeffrey Kett back to the podcast I nearly forgot your middle name Um, how are you Greg? <laughs>
1: Evening, Adam. It's not uh, even your
0: for... right first name, is it?
1: it it's no, it's not even no, it's not. But it's fine. It's all good. Thanks for scraping the bottom of the barrel and, uh, and get me back on.
0: I mean, it's a pretty bad barrel in the first place. Yeah, um, it's a, yeah. You know, we we had we had Nate on the other day. Don't want to ask him back. Certainly not this soon. Um, uh, we, I mean, we could we could have gone the down the sort of the WinFL route again. Um, though you know, but. We'd, we'd scrape the balance said so here you are. You also, make it out
1: like you didn't already ask them. I mean, we all know you asked them first, and, and they all said no.
0: I mean, I think I asked about 50 people. I was going to say. Uh, I didn't. I'm far too, I'm far too lazy. Um, it's, it's down to availability, basically. Um, and, Needs must. Yeah. Um, and we've just recorded Transatlantic Titans, so I knew you were around. It was a fair bet. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'm sure... Oh, I, I imagine it's good to be back because everybody enjoys coming on here. It's
1: always good to be back. Yeah, I look forward to talk about other football teams other than the Titans for once. Uh, and even though I'm, I, I'm kind of suspecting two Titans fans on a on a podcast, we'll probably talk a bit about the Titans too. But yeah, no. Well,
0: to- I, d- I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to. That's the beauty of it. And we've we've done that already. You know, pulling the curtain back, we 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 appear on another podcast that specialises in the Tennessee Titans. And I sometimes use that to get it out of my system. And But it depends how angry I am. At the moment, we've won five in a row. So I you know, think things are good. I don't feel the, the need to rant. I mean, I could rant about the manner of it, but you know, there are plenty of other people to do that.
2: You we would could, get a very short shrift if you start complaining about the manner of your victories, just FYI. I like gave Mark a tongue lashing on Twitter and I'll do the same here.
0: I, I saw that, and that was well warranted. He was yeah,
2: basically moaning
0: about the Bills taking their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. This is what it's come to. Never mind no, take your
2: foot off the gas, Mark. The Jaguars don't have a pedal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this a bad time now to to talk about the fact that us conceding a garbage time touchdown against Houston on Sunday actually annoyed me? I wanted to. I wanted to break that record. What was it? Ninety odd yards, which is the lowest offensive record, whatever it was. I wanted to break that record. It kind of annoyed me that we gave up the plays and then then the touchdown.
0: Houston deserved that record to happen, didn't they? But
1: 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we we might get into that. I mean, it's an AFC South-centric panel that we've got. um, So maybe we'll talk about the other seven divisions exclusively. Uh, But first, we have a quiz, obviously, in fact, this is a, an AFC South-centric quiz. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I thought, what would be the worst possible topic? And I figured that would obviously be a quiz about the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm going to go mm. even... I'm just going a bit more left field. This is all about the Houston Texans. Um, our forgotten division rivals. I say rivals. But they're, they're barely anything. But here we are. I'm going to test your knowledge of the Houston Texans. Um, in the form of a game of come and have a go if you think you're hard enough.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so the the rules for this are um, I'm gonna have some I've got some lists of stuff and you could bid against each other to say how many of the lists you think you can name. If you name all of them, all of that that list or the number that you say, you'll get that many points. If you fail to breach that number, your opponent can steal with only one correct answer and get all of the points. Obviously, Craig isn't here, so you were both listening to the rules, so we don't need to repeat them. So, list number one are Texans quarterbacks in their entire history, just 20 years. and Texans quarterbacks who have thrown over a thousand passing yards as a Houston Texan. There are, I will tell you that there are 12 of them in that 20-year spell. Um, how many, well, start start with you, Pat, if you want to start a, a bid. How many you think you can name? Five. Oh, that feels bold already. Greg, are you going to beat five or invite Pat to have a go if he thinks he's hard enough? He was
1: confident. Which, but I'm not, and I think I've already named four, so I'm going to say, Pat, you go for it.
2: Okay. Um, can here you get five points, here. Pat? I hope so. Let's find out. Hmm. Sean Watson.
0: Yeah, that is obviously correct.
2: Matt Schaub. <laughs> That's
0: that, Matt Schaub. Um, he is Schaub. Top of the
2: list. Sorry, Matt Schaub. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Shaw? I've got him short. It's short, but...
1: Yeah. Right. Well, let's I'd, I'd... just
2: call... It... Let's call him Bouch. <laughs> can't pronounce your name, he gets anagrammed, I don't make the rules. <laughs> the other car, David Carr.
0: David Carr, yeah, that is... They are the top three. I don't know if that helps you or not.
2: Not really. And <laughs> just... It just... It seems to make sense in a game like this to try and go from most likely to least likely.
0: It does, you're right. When you've... I mean, you didn't quite do them in order, but you know, nearly. <laughs> good. Uh,
2: Brock Osweiler.
0: Uh, yes, he's number six, for what it's worth. Oh,
2: hmm.
0: I mean, that says that shows how bad that barrel is. It's almost as bad as a Long Snapper podcast roster barrel tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was considering this a deadline day upgrade, from Greg. I wasn't going to slack him off, but you know. <laughs> Uh, we all know how a... this
1: is going to go. We all knew how it was going to go. It's fine,
2: <laughs> but it's, it's not an issue. Just abuse. I'm going to give your friend and mine, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for the last one.
0: Uh, yeah, that does get you five points. Uh, well Boom. done. Um, would, would you have been able to name any others, Greg, just as a matter of interest?
1: I am guessing Davis Mills.
0: Yeah, Davis Mills is number four. <laughs> like, I, did, I didn't think of court. the guy
2: currently doing it. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could Is Taylor on
0: that list? Uh, not quite, no. No. Uh, Case Keenan was my next guess. Case Keenan would have done, yeah. He's, he's on Oof. there. Sage Rosenfels, Brian Hoyer, Tom Savage, TJ Yates, and Brian Mallett. That is a who's who of that media is sh- quarterbacks.
1: That's a shit list, isn't it?
0: <laughs> okay, Greg, see if you can get yourself back any points. We're going to go to wide receivers. Any Texans wide receivers who have a thousand or more receiving yards for them? Do you want to start your bid? I'm going to go with four. Okay. Pat, you're outbidding that, surely?
2: I mean, I've got to try five, right? I've got to test it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Back to you Greg well,
2: then I'll, I'll go 6
0: Okay mm. any advance on 6
2: Go on, name them
0: <laughs> Okay hey. Greg I'm going to start with
1: DeAndre Hopkins
0: Yeah, that's uh, as good a place to start as any
1: Brandon cooks.
0: Uh, yeah, that's correct for a second one. Uh, Andre Johnson. Uh, of course, he's yeah, he's number one. Uh, you're halfway there. Halfway struggling.
2: Whoa. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm trying to think who else is. He's, he's ripped us a new arsenal in recent years, it's bound to be time, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of mediocre receivers who who ripped us a new arse Um Not a
0: bad way of thinking, to be fair.
1: It's it's really not, is it? That's that's the thing. Uh, over a thousand? Yeah, it's actually, a deep
2: burn, I imagine. <laughs> I'm
1: actually struggling to think of any more. This is weird. You're not that bad at this sort of thing. No, right, go on. You're gonna to have to you have to
0: settle me out on this one. Adam. Okay. Pat, if you can name another, you will steal Greg's six points.
2: I'm hoping my fantasy favourite, the recently retired will Full of V's on that list. Oh well,
0: Yeah, so... he is, he absolutely is. Um Missy Will. Well, yeah. That's a potential I don't know he could come out of retirement just as quickly as, he, as he's retired um other names owen daniels just he was there, just there forever um kevin walter arian foster jabbar gaffney Corey bradford jacoby jones ryan griffin that can't be right um maybe it is oh yeah um yeah okay uh yes it is jordan <laughs> i for some reason i had ryan Mallett in my head when i said that um yeah <laughs> No, it's definitely a different Ryan. Jordan Aikens,
2: Joel Dreese. Hold on! Whoa, 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 whoa! Jordan Aikens has had a thousand yards. Yeah. He gets one at a time. That must be about a thousand receptions. <laughs> there, was, there was probably one. There
1: was probably one game like four years ago where he got eight hundred against us.
0: Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Um, Joel Dreese, Dominic Williams, Billy Miller, Garrett Graham. There we go. Um, Greg, you eleven points in a hole here. And. Well, That's right.
1: Sounds like it sounds like the Titans uh,
0: betting us on Sunday. <laughs> do you want to have a go at players with a thousand rushing yards? Well, I mean, Pat may outbid you, but there are there are only eleven of them. Uh, eleven. Hang on, I'll I'll
1: go with uh, two. Let's <laughs> build bold the suspense. strategy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I can do four.
0: Any of ours on Fine. four. Just,
1: thousand just, yards or more.
0: Just push the bidding up, I would. Can't that won't backfire. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go five. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Can I check before I bid, are we including quarterbacks or just running backs?
0: It's any any position who have who have a thousand rushing yards.
2: Alright, then I'm going six.
0: Okay.
1: You're definitely
0: naming six, Pat. He he probably is. Let's hear them.
1: He probably is, yeah.
2: Here we go then. Arian Foster, the aforementioned. Yeah, correct. Deshaun Watson.
0: Correct.
2: David Carr. Correct. This definitely didn't just happen because we were just thinking about quarterbacks. (laughs) Um, Carlos Hyde.
0: Correct. Barely.
2: Lamar Miller.
0: Yeah, definitely correct. One more to name.
2: Well, this is an old Fantasy League favourite as well. You're my boy, Alfred Blue.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. That will do it. Um, Pat, have some music because, Greg, you're far too far behind for there to be any point carrying this on. Dominic Williams.
1: Can I not play for garbage time? No.
0: In <laughs> <passion>. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No one wants to hear that, um, although it would be appropriate. Dominic Williams, Ben Tate, Steve Slayton, Ron Dane and Jonathan Wells were be others, but nobody cares at this point. Um, well played, Pat. No, no.
1: See, I would have fallen at the first hurdle then. <laughs> yeah,
0: that we'll, would have been we'll, more we'll,
2: funny. I should have let that happen.
0: We'll, we'll never know how you were going to get on with Texans kickers. Um, past Randy Bullock, obviously. But that's just. Tiny maybe... Fairburn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> that may have been enough.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> All right, there you go. Well well done, Pat. Commiserations, Greg. Um, turns out that, well, I'm not sure I'd want to have the most knowledge of the Houston Texans, but apparently you do.
2: Sometimes All right. it's
0: useful. Uh, Occasionally. Occasionally. Um, We like to ignore them where we possibly can. Right, let's review some games from week eight with our one-sentence reviews. Start that music. We'll start with Baltimore 27, Tampa Bay 22.
1: Tom Brady's mid-season crisis shows no sign
0: of letting up. Denver 21, Jacksonville 17. At least this will be the last of Jack Crawford's commentary this year. Carolina
2: 34, Atlanta 37. A wild game that both teams tried to win in the fourth quarter and tried to lose in overtime. Falcons eventually win to top the division thanks to a walk-off coup field goal. Chicago 29, Dallas 49.
1: Tony Pollard rushes the three touchdowns. it will still be behind Zeke in the
2: pecking order next week.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Miami 31, Detroit 27.
2: The Lions raced out to an early lead and, to no one's surprise, capitulated to lose it.
0: Arizona 26, Minnesota 34. While the Vikings proved the better team in this one, DeAndre Hopkins' one handed touchdown catch proved he was the best receiver on display. Stunning. Um, oh, I can barely get my words out. Las Vegas 0, New Orleans 24.
1: Derek Carr and Co shut out in the Caesars Superdome. But don't worry, they've got Jacksonville next. <laughs>
0: Um, New England, 22. New York Jets, 17. Nine wins. The Pats are getting nine wins, I'm telling you. We may not like it, but they are. Pittsburgh, 13. Philadelphia, 35. That bell AJ Brown's decent isn't he? <laughs> Utter prick. Yeah, um, not you this time, but him.
2: <laughs> Tennessee, 17. Houston, 10. One of the most boring wins I have ever seen. Joe had excellent company. (laughs) Washington, 17, Indianapolis, 16.
0: Unfortunately for Indy, Carson Wentz wasn't playing, or they might have been able to hold on at the
2: end. San Francisco, 31, LA Rams, 14. Rams rancid in the second half, as San Francisco said a big fuck you to Mark Salem. (laughs) New York Giants, 13,
0: Seattle, 27.
1: I'm not sure what the best part of this game was. The Giants finally having their bubble burst or Jerome Boga calling the Seahawks the Mariners.
0: (laughs) Green Bay 17, Buffalo 27. A scoreline that flatters the Packers after Buffalo inexplicably were a bit flat later on. But another dominant, comfortable win for the Bills. And finally,
2: Cincinnati 13, Cleveland 32. An abhorrent display from the Bengals gifted the Browns an easy win. Yeah, that
0: was quite something. I'm not sure how long my voice is going to last. Can you tell? Yeah. Okay. Let's start by... we Well, we obviously mentioned all the games in the, the One Center Reviews, because that's what we do. Um, but that Panthers-Falcons game, which was absolutely bonkers... Um, Pat, you brought this up in the in the chat the weekend. Is that actually any better than the Broncos-Jags game, for example, or maybe even the Texans-Titans game where it was pure defence on display? Now, if you look at it, if you take a step back, the Falcons-Panthers game is a game of a lot of exciting offence, a lot of perhaps inconsistent offence, but maybe not stellar defences on display yet the game seemed bonkers and exciting to to the neutral. Um, I'm guessing if you were neutral what, trying to watch that Titans-Texans game, as you were, Pat, it perhaps wasn't quite as exciting. Um, Greg, on the flip side, you and I maybe weren't as gripped by the Broncos-Jags game. So <laughs> is, is that a fair thing to call a game like the, the Falcons-Panthers better? That's the question, really.
2: Yeah, when I came out of the game in 40 highlights, I watched them back-to-back, and I came out of the second game thinking... Both of those two teams are better than the Broncos and the Jaguars, and I don't know whether that's just because its offenses better than defenses, and not the other way around, so the game just seems that bit more exciting and engaging, or whether that's genuinely the case. And partly because of the Jaguars slant and being miserable about how the Jaguars are performing, that that caused <laughs> a negative spin on that game for me as well. I suppose. I, I
0: don't know. It was it was a very flawed game. I think in a lot of ways, you know, we you know, obviously. Greg and I are big Marcus fans and Mariota's performance was classic Mariota a couple of Wild. horrible looking interceptions um, but equally a couple of I'm going to put this game on my back and win it so e- even in purely overtime he threw a ridiculous interception that should never have been thrown and um, got away with it because the Panthers missed a field goal then had another opportunity and then that that play rushing down the left-hand side to basically win it for his team, having Mm. nearly lost it for his team. It's just, it was classic Marcus and it can go go either way. Uh, But the boneheaded thing that stuck out above anything else was was DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, DJ Moore, who, well, one of the more ridiculous throwing catches you'll ever see, took his
2: helmet off. And then suddenly you're kicking a 48-yard extra point. Yeah, i a few people saying, oh, DJ Moore cost on this game. DJ Moore kept them in that game, right? <laughs> he caught an incredible <laughs> he did, he did touchdown both. catch to both. equal the scores. And if he wasn't there, they wouldn't have been making it to overtime either way. So to blame him for a field goal kicker missing a 48-yarder is uh, disingenuous. And he didn't it's, um, it's ruin them in overtime either. Oh, I'm dumb. not saying it's smart, but, you know... <laughs> When you've yeah, done a load of good stuff to kick you for one bad thing, now nah, I'm not having it. He wasn't the reason they lost that game. The yeah. one thing I
1: would say about the four teams we're talking about there, right? You've got the the Broncos and the Jags and the way that game unfolded, and then the Falcons and the Panthers is you've got four teams there that that will happily lose any game they want, and that's that's how they're, how their all of their seasons have come around, right? I mean, Carolina probably should've, should have should should have won on on Sunday, obviously the even if you take out the DJ Moore um, taking his helmet off element, you know, they could have won that in overtime. They didn't. Uh, Mariota tried to throw it away for Atlanta with throwing that interception in, in overtime. I, I wouldn't say tried, but you know what I mean? It's just they're four, they're four teams that, I mean, the Falcons leading the the, the NFC South is, is always funny to me when you look at kind of the, the team that are in such transition. They've got some good young players, but...
0: When Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are in the same division. And Precisely. And the Panthers are leading it.
1: Yeah, and they're, and they're leading it. I mean, I was, I was kind of hoping they'd be leading it, you know, three and five rather than four and four, but that's
0: just the romantic in me. <laughs> romantic. <laughs> yeah, the, the Panthers in the cold light of day have got to be more pissed at their kicker than their their receiver for doing that, um, especially as he had two, like, two chances to, to win the game. They'll kick it over time much closer. But yeah, you've, you've you've got to knock those through. Uh, but bonkers uh, ga- games like that are fun to watch. Games that are just as close, like the like the Wembley game, not so much fun for the neutral. Um, and that's I the mean, thing, isn't it?
2: Potent offense more often wins a game than a really good strong defense, right? So they had David Moore, sorry, DJ Moore with 152 receiving yards and Don form with 118 rushing yards. That will carry you to victory more often than trying to hold the bills to six points and win nine, six, or, you know, some sort of example. Is is that true though? I don't know how, there's probably no
0: actual way of answering this. I realise, but I don't know. John Madden always used to say the opposite. He always used to say that a good defense beats a good offense. Um, But yeah, if you can, I mean, we, we were talking earlier on the Titans pod about, how likely it is that the, the Titans can get a, a win in our head this week. And it seems it seems ridiculous. But you've got to, you're going to have to come up with some good defense to do that.
2: Oh, very interesting. To, so.
0: to to be able to stop a team like Kansas City and that the juggernaut that they are with with some excellent defensive play, that's just as important, if not more so.
2: And, yeah, but part of the D for you will come from establishing a running game and keeping their offense off the field.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I think if if you like, we've we've seen those games like the the Rams Chiefs a few years ago that was like what 54, 51 or something, and it just comes down to who who has the ball last. Uh, is is that more impressive than restricting a a strong a strong team by by playing an excellent game defensively? I don't know. Maybe it's it's clearly more exciting. That's <laughs> what the NFL wants. Um, but I, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a weird guy. I like a bit of good defence sometimes.
1: I think if you've got Jerome Boger as a referee, the defence <laughs> is never never going to be on top. Let's face it. I mean, they're going to get <laughs> rough in the parts of calls for, uh, for shaking their hand at the end of the game. But it's it's one of those ones that I personally understand, uh, maybe as a Titans fan, when you've only got one part of an offence that's usually functional anyway, um, you know, these crazy. I watch a lot of college football and you see, you know, offences just deep threat, constantly going and it's the, you'll see games quite easily that are 45-45 going into, you know, two minutes left for the fourth. But I think in the NFL, it's, you know, defences are a hell of a lot better but at the same time, if I had to watch the Jags, Broncos or Falcons, Panthers again, I know which one I'm watching because ultimately it is more entertaining. So if it's entertainment or if it's I think you use the word what's more impressive you know they are two different two different questions and ultimately you always want to watch points you always want to watch offenses on top because it is more entertaining ultimately
0: yeah i don't know i just i'm, I'm a I'm a weird guy as i say and it's a similar thing where you're comparing a good aerial game with a good running game mm-hmm. you know, you'll have the you'll have the same reaction you'll have the same reaction in the media with fans um, people would rather watch a quarterback sling it for 400 yards than to grind out two or three hundred on the ground, it's just how it is. Mm. But would I would I rate the Broncos and the Jags as teams less highly than the Falcons and Panthers? I don't know if I would. And if 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 they I'm going to look really silly and find out that they've faced each other already and, and beaten them or something. But yeah, if the no. if the Falcons are facing the the Broncos next week. I don't know. I, think I can see. I could see the Broncos doing it, doing it, um, and yeah, I've got a horrible feeling that they've already played and something like that has happened, or the opposite. But I don't, I don't, yeah,
2: it's just uh, just the the feeling I feeling I have on it. Um, we lost to the Falcons last year. And I don't think we're slated to play them this year, so uh, you're safe.
0: Okay, or maybe the Broncos then. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's uh, just how uh, a weirdo like me feels. Um, yeah, moving uh, I don't want to talk we try and avoid talking about the AFC South too much, but that's got a tag of in a similar for a similar reason, just being a bit ugly to watch. um the jags are struggling, the Colts are very much struggling. The Texans look awful they I mean they they have a win, they have a tie, but they've looked yeah non-productive. um the Titans have for the reasons we've just been discussing looking looked ugly um they're five and two but yeah that in some people's eyes is is probably one of the the worst divisions in football but let's let's try and figure out where where that the afc south stands compared to to the rest um where do we start with this pat and are we are we in a place where the it was going to be the afc west at the start of the year but that seems to have gone very wrong for a couple of teams in that division. Um, it can't be the NFC
2: East, can it? I think the one that's closest to us is probably the NFC South. On the basis that the leader of that division is 4-4, four four. everyone else has a losing record, and just don't look that great. Maybe the NFC North is a close parallel because they've got the Vikings who are comfortably the best team, which is similar to the Titans. And then the Packers and the Bears look meh. And the Lions look woeful. So that's that has parallels to us as well, I think. They feel um, like a
0: few teams, the Packers and the, the Bucks in those two divisions, but were both heavily fancied or, or expected to win their division, certainly. And they're, they're both significantly struggling with their with their respective ageing quarterbacks.
2: And but probably underperforming Based on what you'd expect from their roster, well, certainly in case the Buccaneers underperforming on the basis of their roster. Whereas I don't think you can say that about anyone in 9 division, with the possible exception of the Colts.
0: Okay, who's who's the who's the best division in football? Because Ooh, no. that isn't that isn't where I don't think it's anywhere near what was expected at the start of the year.
2: I mean, the division punching most of its weight is probably the NFC East um, with. The Eagles being excellent, the Cowboys being better than expected, and the Giants having a better record than expected. (laughs) I mean, who knows if they're actually better than expected. Um, There's an argument for the AFC East, I think, as well, because the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins all have winning records and all look like good competitive franchises. So there's no like weak team in that division. Patriots bottom on four and four, but they will dispatch bad to. Average teams. It's not the AFC West as everyone expected.
0: No, no. Um, Greg, where are you at? What's the the best division in in the league at the minute?
1: I think the best. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think the NF- NFC East this year has got to be has got to be up there. Even though the Giants lost on Sunday, I I, I still think. The the three teams there with the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants have, have all got one of the best records in in in, in the league, or well, some of the best records in the league. I don't think you can look past them. Um, I'm not seeing what the who's played who in the NFC West yet, but I mean on paper those four teams, no one thought the Seahawks would be leading that division at this
0: point. Um, that that's almost completely flipped from where people expected. I don't I don't think the yeah, the Seahawks have been a surprise. The 49ers in the last few weeks have been a surprise. CMC obviously helped them enormously to their their win against the Rams, although like they they always beat the Rams randomly. Uh, but the, the Rams are the, the the similar way to the Packers and the Bucks. They're the one that are, were fancied and are struggling.
1: Yeah, the Rams Rams, I think, went all in last year and they've lost a they've lost a few pieces in the off-season and they just I don't think they've recovered and offensively, they're, they're, they're not getting out of Stafford what they, what they were last year. Um, not just, I don't think I still think he's a good player. There's no doubt about that. But I just don't think they're getting as much out of them. I think the, the NFC North is an interesting one because uh, I don't think the Bears are as bad a side as... Uh, certainly, I think they're a better team than they've been in, in recent years. The Packers will eventually... We all know they're going to go on a bit of a run at some point. So I think it is dependent on you know whether the Vikings continue or not And that division. Then all of a sudden becomes more competitive, bar the Lions for obvious reasons. Um, but worst, I mean, I can't. You can't look past the AFC South for the worst. It's <laughs> just like I, I look for every division, thinking, trying to find an excuse to to just find another division that's worse, and it's like it's not. It's uh, the Texans are shockingly bad. I mean. They lost. They lost to the Titans on on Sunday, and, and the Titans caught back through once in the entire second half. Now that just says so much about where their defense is at the moment. Even if they are against Derrick Henry, the Jags. I mean, look, we've we've seen glimpses of the Jags this year where they actually look decent. You know, you look at the Chargers game, but the last five games, they just when it when it comes and when it matters, and. Was there some stat where they've lost? Is it is it five straight and all of it's been by less than a score or something? I might be wrong what I'm saying there, but I'm they're, feeling
0: they're... that Trent Bulky is pulling against Doug Peterson, and uh, one one's trying to coach the team in a very good way, and one's trying to do everything in his power to to hinder him.
2: Yeah, um, I read uh, Trent Bulky didn't want Doug Peterson. I was like, well, now you know how we felt when we signed you, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I, when I thought about what we
0: were doing with this this division discussion is I kind of thought oh we might rank them, but that feels a bit futile. What we really need to do is just establish that the AFC South is actually the worst division despite the five and two Titans. Um, no no neutrals enjoying watching the Titans. Back to what we were saying, you know you'd, you'd rather they'd rather watch the the Giants or, the Seahawks or teams with a similar record that are are playing arguably more attractive football Um, because good defence and a ridiculous running back doesn't do it for for the sexiness. And and I I think we're we're going to be unstuck when when we face better opponents in due course, probably. But on the flip side, if it is the worst division in football, it should be easy enough to win it. Not trying to and a jinx anything <laughs> I, th- I think you're right Greg the Jags have looked like they've, they've had more promise this time um, we've still got to play them twice and I don't think that will be straightforward by any means
2: we don't look as abject that's fair that's not much consolation also I, th- I
1: think look at the Jags they've got uh, some good pieces on defence I think there's some, there's some good players there. I think that some of the players you've drafted in, in the last couple of years, you know, are, will only get better. And on offense, you know, you've apart from paying Christian Cope a stupid amount of money, you know, again, you've got you've got weapons there that can that can move the needle. I think mean, Etienne probably had his best game. It's almost like he's been freed up with Robinson with Robinson going off, which I, I didn't expect to see necessarily. So I think. They, I, I don't think the Jags will end up certainly not bottom of the division unless the Texans have got that one sewn up, I think. But I, do, I think there's a there's a there's a good chance that the Jags can easily compete for that second spot in the division because the Colts, I mean, just just fired their offensive coordinator today, which I think is uh, hilarious considering I think Frank Wright can probably be next wow. up
0: at some point if they don't turn it around quickly. You say hilarious, it makes me jealous of a team that'll <laughs> do that.
2: But
0: oh, Todd, oh, Todd, indeed, yeah. But the, the Jags didn't, the Jags aren't losing these games because of their defense. And no. yeah, you know, that, that, the end of that game at Wembley, I'm watching that thinking, I yeah, I'm not thinking, oh, the, the Jags can't stop Denver scoring. That's the issue. Far from it. It's that the suddenly it offensively, you just can't see how they're, how they're going to get enough points that they need when it matters. And yes. uh, they're, that turnover in the first half, that interception on the goal line, came back to bite them. Um, but it just it's it's difficult when, uh, yeah, the Broncos again defensively are very strong. and It's hard, um, and I don't I don't know. Do you do you believe in do you believe in Trev?
2: What bugs me about now
0: and long term, so I suppose two different questions.
2: What bugs me about that interception against the Broncos is three games in a row we've had first and goal from the one. And against the Texans, Trevor rolled out to the right through an end zone interception. Against the Giants, Trevor rolled out to the right and threw a touchdown. And against the Broncos, you rolled out to the right and threw an end zone interception. And if you're going two interceptions to one touchdown from the one yard line, that conversion rate isn't good enough. And it's not a surprise that you're throwing it when people think you'd be running it because you've done it three weeks in a fucking row. So... Maybe on first and goal from the one, just do the percentage obvious thing and try and punch it in. And if you don't think you have the running backs for that, you used to. What the fuck? Yeah. Should we talk about something else? Please, please. <laughs> well, what I was what
1: I was what I was going to say with? Uh, is at least he's not, you know, handing the ball off to your backup quarterback in a jet sweep. I mean, that's 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 generally that's what true. happens when. Todd Downing decides to, uh, to go crazy. The only thing I will say with Trevor Lawrence is there's no doubt his is talent. But he's kind of come through high school, college without losing a game, I think, or, or certainly not losing many. Um, and it's almost like he's gone into a franchise where obviously yeah, they're not winning. And I think when things are going okay or things are going well for him, he looks good. And I actually think he looks one of the better in the league. But as soon as you know things start to change, he throws one interception, and he's almost having to chase the game. a Bit like on on Sunday, it's it it's not it's not his comfortable space, and he can then make that another mistake or a mistake to to you know ice the game like it did against the Broncos.
2: Yeah, to quote Jags fan Johnny Machiavelli, "I'll give up on Trevor when they cut him, motherfuckers." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Nothing wrong with that logic. All right. Um. Today is trade deadline day, and at time of recording, the the deadline has passed. I don't. I'm never sure if it is. It like the the football deadline day where they have the cutoff time, and then deals could still have been done and not announced yet. I'm not sure. Or is is everything if if your
2: deal is currently attached to a pigeon and flying towards Minnesota, (laughs) then it's allowed to uh, take place.
0: (laughs) Um. Pat, what have uh, run run? Let's run through some of the
2: the trades that have been done today. Uh, so Ravens acquired Roquan Smith as the Bears continue to dismantle their uh, defense for no obvious reason I can see. Chicago got back AJ Klein and a couple of draft picks in compensation, a second and a fifth. So an interesting that, one. Uh, that that
0: feels like a a good pickup for Baltimore for what they've given up. I would say.
2: It feels like the right timing for them to be taking on that big contract as they push for uh, playoff uh, contention and uh, competitiveness. Yes, um, T.J. Hockinson has gone to Minnesota from Detroit in another um, interdivision trade, which always upsets people. Mm-hmm. It looks like a steal for Minnesota to me. They've given them um, second and third round draft picks and gained fourth and a conditional fourth round draft pick so not a lot for a very good tight end and Irv Smith just gone down injured so they needed that and I was thinking about Detroit I can't name another Detroit tight end so who knows what they're going to do now going forwards maybe they'll convert Tim Boyle
0: (laughs) it's oh I don't I don't get that you are they yeah they're basically saying we're we're in tank mode now or we're in Rebuild mode, which I guess is kind of true, but you've got like that's surely a player like Hawkinson is part of your rebuilding. And um, he's what,
2: three years into his rookie contract? So like I don't know, he's a a high first round draft pick tight end, and he's shown the productivity that you want, maybe slightly overdrafted, but still he's up there. So I would have thought they were making him a key piece to build around with whatever quarterback they get injured by his goff going forward for the longer term. I'm very surprised that they yeah, got rid.
0: And within the division as well, just to just yeah. to make your fans doubly pissed off.
2: Yeah. I, it, it upsets Green Bay fans more than anyone, I suspect. And I'm kind of fine with that.
0: <laughs> well, they'll, they'll still have to face him twice a year. So it's, I suppose that's unchanged. But
2: yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool heads to Chicago for a second-round draft pick to Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh fans seems pretty pleased with this on the whole, and I really don't understand what Chicago are doing, trading away big stuff and then trading in all the big stuff. Like, are you rebuilding or or pushing now, or what? What is going on there?
0: I would say that they've they've got more need at receiver than linebacker, but are they? They're not get like, regardless of the position. Roquan Smith is a a better player pound for pound than Chase than uh, Claypool, surely. But I don't know, is is it what wide receivers? I'd like to say are they easier to easier to get than linebackers? I don't know. So maybe, they're just, maybe they're just trying to keep them away from Green Bay. <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe.
0: The Bears are a weird one. Like I I Watch now. That game against the Cowboys was a bit bonkers. They were always a bit too far behind in it, but there's signs of life. Like, there's signs of, huh. I, I, Justin Fields. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I think he. He's got enough of a ceiling and upside, and he's he's quite fun to watch, and he can make things happen, but there are just mistakes in there, and there's. There's some to be like it it's not the Bears aren't the thirtieth team in the league that I think maybe they or other others thought they might be by any means. And yeah, it's enough enough to build on. I don't yeah, the the Claypool a bit of a bizarre move for him from his perspective as well. But I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether you'd rather be at the Steelers or the Bears with
1: the <laughs> how much of a say does he have as well. I mean Love, I always love. feel like with trades, half the time it's you know, unless you get it in your contract, and you don't want to be traded to a certain place or something, it's you normally don't have much of a say on it. Is this his last year of his rookie deal? Or yeah, I think one? that's right. Okay, yeah, I guess it's a short term option at the very least,
2: indeed. Uh, the biggest one of the day probably was Bradley Chubb heading from the Broncos to the Dolphins, along with a fifth round pick in 2025 for Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first rounder and a 2024 fourth rounder, which means the Dolphins have traded away all of the first rounders they picked up from, uh, was that the 49ers? I think it was the 49ers.
0: Uh, Trey, Trey Lance, yeah. Uh...
2: yeah. So, good for them. I mean, Chubb signals that Dolphins are pushing all out for a deep player run this year, which you would expect given the other moves they've made. It makes sense. Running back's a good uh, piece to cover Javante Williams' injury for Denver. So it's probably a trade that works well for both parties, given where they currently are in the season and with their rosters.
0: It feels like a lot to give up, but Chubb is a player that kind of justifies that. Um, And... (sighs) Yeah, he's still young enough. What is he? Second year, third year, um, that it's it stacks up giving giving those picks away, especially as they've as they're ill gotten gains in the first place. Yes, so quite. You know, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. So they've they had they had that capital, and why not why not use that capital to get proven talent now? Um, that isn't current, well, I don't know where his contract's, when his contract's going to be up and when they're going to have to pay him, but it, yeah, it makes sense when they're they're looking good and they've just improved themselves.
2: It's a move that will probably upset Broncos fans more than it upsets their Dolphins fans, certainly.
0: Yeah, but if you're the Broncos, where, where are you at? What do you... Uh, you you're, pro- you're probably giving up on this season already. I know you've just you've, you've come away from London with a win, but it didn't look a good win.
2: It wasn't a convincing performance. I didn't look at that team and think, "Oh, yeah, the Broncos are pushing on from here and making a proper push for the playoffs." I've looked at that and thought, "Yeah, you're you're struggling to get a winning record this season."
0: But that trade for them is we're looking to we're looking to the future already, um, which yeah. is probably a future that doesn't contain Nathaniel Hackett. That's that's the the big problem for them. Um, Russell, Will, Russell Wilson. I don't know. the The guy needs to get his head out of his ass, really. Broncos country, let's ride. Well, you you need to start riding, Russell.
2: Yeah, it's quite. He's got a big contract to play up to.
0: Yeah, it just it it seems to have just gone weird. All these aging quarterbacks are going weird in the head. <laughs>
1: like, what they gave what they gave up for him was was just astronomical. But I actually I, I think Chubb's a good pickup for for Miami. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the. Rams and Von Miller last year in terms of like just going out and getting almost like a bit of a statement piece they felt like they just needed one more piece on defence and actually if you look up Miami this year offensively they've looked on the whole pretty good certainly when they've had are healthy and available um, and defensively it's probably where they have struggled at times and I think Bradley Chubb's going to be a huge part of potentially moving that defence in the right direction they're in a bit of a win now mode, and if that, and with that move, it's not even just now; it's probably you know next year and the year after potentially.
0: Obviously, you you'd have covered the CMC trade a week ago. I think that that must have happened before you podded last week. Um, which, Rich would be, Rich will be even more excited um, since. In fact, he's played twice, doesn't he? Of course, yeah, of course he has. Um, yes. So yeah, he. Threw a pass, caught a pass, and ra- had a rushing touchdown as well for the the perfect hat trick. If that's the thing, I don't know if that's the thing.
2: We can call it a thing. It's so the first time it's been done since two thousand and five, I think I heard. Which is, uh, yeah, good effort. He's settled in very quickly. You know, some people like, oh yeah, it takes a bit of time to learn the playbook, playbook and warm in. Not players like CMAC. He's been uh, all over it and excellent.
0: Uh, it took him a week. Um... Yeah, the only issue I have with this is how many how many seasons he's got left for what they've given up for him. Um, it's it's it, I don't know where the Niners are with if they're in a Super Bowl window or they think they're in a Super Bowl window or they're looking to the future with Trey Lance or they don't. But the problem is they don't really know about any of it. Um, they're they're just playing with playing with house money. They've got no future draft capital of any note now after those those two crazy trades, um, but they
2: But having, yeah, having said all that, they look really good to watch right now. Just sit back and enjoy that. Don't worry about contracts and futures and stuff. Just enjoy having a really good player helping you win games because some of us don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: fair. <laughs>
1: There's probably a few teams in the NFC, though, that you could argue in a similar kind of in-between in land, if you like. I mean, take, take the Eagles out of the equation – who are, who are kind of steamrolling through this year. But there's, there's a few teams in there that probably don't know whether to stick or twist in, in regards to this season. And it's, I, think, I think the 49ers are probably won, even though they're 4-4. Four and four, I think they're better than their record. And they are definitely a team that, come playoff time, could, could, could go and run quite deep into the playoffs and wouldn't shock me to see them in the Super Bowl, especially if, you know, Tampa don't start picking things up. Um, you know the Rams don't start picking things up. You know all they've really got to be is is who, whoever's left at the end of the season in the NFC East, and we all know Dallas will probably throw it away. So it's it's probably them and the Eagles that you'd, you'd probably fancy as as the NFC Championship game if you're looking at things right now.
0: As long as that prick AJ Brown has nothing to do with it, I'm fine. <laughs> All right, we, we're going to do something a bit unusual for this podcast. We never talk about college football, ever. Um, I don't really watch it too often, um, and I don't think oh, we we might dip into it on a Saturday, but it's not normally where we're at. But, Greg, you're a big Tennessee Vols fan, and for the first time in living memory, they're actually good. Um, and they have got a a clash of well being 8 and no themselves they're playing georgia this weekend who are also 8 and um, tell us a little bit about that and some well any any players that we should be excited about and as nfl fans who are going to be playing in that game
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a clash of elite offense i say elite elite college level offense versus elite defense and and the vols offense has just been rolling this year i think defensively we've the vols have Done done enough to get through games at times, and 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 had a couple of games here and there where they've they've been pretty pretty incredible themselves. But yeah, Georgia's defense is is another level uh, from a college perspective, from from everything that I see. And but look, from 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 the Vols' perspective, offensively, because no one cares about defenses as we've already discussed. <laughs>
2: um,
1: Hendon Hooker is now I think officially the favorite for the Heisman, which means they will end up doing loads of adverts and three years into his NFL career end up on the Carolina Panthers most likely um <laughs> the you know outside of that Jalen Hyatt is a, a from a deep threat perspective is is a man as a Titans fan I'm absolutely crying out for in the draft because he's just he can get separation down the field and it's almost too easy for him so he's uh, going to the
0: Colts yeah so
1: he's, right. he's, he's going to the Colts and going to be you know, no, way, get no separation whatsoever down the field. Cause Matt Ryan can only throw it 10 yards uh, if Matt Ryan's still still kicking about by that point. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a, a fascinating game. And then for us in the UK, it's a, a reasonable time, which means no one has to stay up ridiculously late to watch it. So, yeah, I think if, you, if you've got a chance to watch it, definitely watch it. Because it's going to be one thing with college football you get is generally offences are, are always on top. But this game's fascinating because Georgia's defence is incredible. Um, but then they're not susceptible to conceding points. As If anyone watched the Georgia uh, Gators game, you know, there was a, a period where the Gators got right back into that game um, and the Vols' offence is considerably better than, than Florida's. So I think it's going to be uh, an interesting watch. And there'll be a, a lot of draft candidates playing in that game. And when I say draft candidates, probably first and second round candidates that you'll be able to see. And we'll, we'll probably draft none of them. We'll probably go after some some tackle who doesn't turn up
0: for half half of his career. But we'll see how <laughs> we go. It feels yeah, like
2: job.
0: it feels like a college football this this year that there's more talent than the average year just across the board i don't know if this is because of covid and coming like out the other side of it or if there's any maybe maybe it's just completely wrong but it compared to a year ago it just feels that there's these kind of games there's more of a reason to watch than there was
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks this year that i think are um you know, that are coming into the draft this year. And I still don't understand why Will Levis is, is ranked so highly because, I mean, the guy was we, – we played Kentucky on, on Saturday and he was absolutely shocking. And all I hear is uh, the Colts want him and I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those – but, uh, yeah, CJ Stroud is also a really, really good quarterback. But I actually think there's, there's guys – the Vols have got uh, – I talked about Hyatt, who's a, a really good deep threat – but for the last two, three years, Cedric Tillman has been a kind of safe pair of hands from a receiver perspective. He's been injured a little bit this year, which hasn't helped him. So he could end up dropping dropping down the board slightly. But yeah, there's a long way to go in this season yet. So I think whoever, no, no one's going to be able to do a mock draft at this moment in time and, and probably guess who's going to go where. But yeah, this game on, on Saturday, I think, yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to be nervous like when I watch any of my Tennessee teams. But when, when it comes to a, if you're a neutral, It'll be definitely one to watch and, and sit down and enjoy,
0: or, or just get angry watching. You know. That's that's
1: normally what I do. Yeah, I, I get the same on Saturdays when I watch uh, watch football over here as well. So
0: that's <laughs> fun. <fine. laughs> Stephen is playing as well, that could be just just for the maximum. maximum we've got we've got a
1: FA, FA Cup game against a non-league team, which can only go one way. Surely, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that how that
0: pans out.
2: Yeah, I look forward to that 1-0 loss in coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Right, is there anything else we we want to discuss before we preview some games? About to point out my glaring error there, but maybe not. No,
2: I, I don't think there is one. I don't think there is one. I was going to drop some... Uh, well, I'm going to do it now because I've introduced it. So, <laughs> have have uh, traded for Calvin Ridley, which... Oh, yes. Is, it's not exciting until next off-season. But, you know, I don't want to get excited about the Jaguars until next off anyway, so I'm, I'm on board with uh, them sacking off the rest of this year and stocking up on stuff to make us not be pish next year. Is there any
0: chance of a legal challenge so that he could play sooner? No, maybe, no. Maybe he's Maybe he's on the beach somewhere. The, the, the earliest the he
2: can play is February 23. Yeah, OK. The, the thing which is, won't be relevant to Jaguars. LAUGHTER
1: That trade makes complete sense because if you want someone to come into the building who believes in the Jaguars, you want a man who bet against them to to get banned in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good move. I like it.
2: I like a man who has a safe bet, which is not (laughs) what we do on this podcast.
0: No, no. Um, We'll get to that shortly. But first, let's preview some games. Um, and We are into week nine. We will start with... Philadelphia at Houston. Eagles walkover. Yep, LA Chargers at Atlanta.
1: It's the battle of the Oregon quarterbacks. Can the Falcons end week nine top of the NFC South
0: still? Yeah, they can. Miami at Chicago. Wow, the Dolphins are becoming fun to watch. What may have been a worst game of the week candidate last year could actually be really entertaining. Carolina at Cincinnati.
1: The Panthers are making tanking entertaining, at least.
0: <laughs> Green Bay at Detroit. Call on, the Lions! Las Vegas at Jacksonville. No one's
1: actually going to watch this game, are
0: they? Uh, probably. Oh, we should watch it with him, really, as a sense of fairness, but...
2: Yeah, no, not. I like you more than that. Don't put yourself in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Indianapolis at New England. What a match-up this would have been 10 years ago. Buffalo at New York Jets.
2: Hashtag pray for Craig.
0: <laughs> Minnesota at Washington. The Kirk Cousins Bowl really should go the way of Kirk Cousins.
2: Seattle at Arizona. and the D-Hop Resurgence carry the cards past the Hawks? I doubt it. Yeah. You know,
0: not me. LA Rams at Tampa Bay. Feels like the opposite of that Dolphins-Bears game. Game of the week a year ago, but now might actually be a bit ugly. Tennessee at Kansas City.
2: Hashtag pray for Adam.
0: <laughs> and finally, Baltimore at New Orleans.
1: I wonder if the Ravens are ready for the Tatum Hill quarterback draw, because there's plenty who haven't been this season.
0: <laughs> I hate that man so much. <laughs> Perfect, perfect level of anger to discuss what the. Well, let's do this. The Long Snapper Podcast. Worst game of the week. You by Ginster's Pasties. It's, I mean, is it Indy again? Uh, playing in New
2: England? That feels unwatchable, but Vegas at the Jags? Oh, very well could be, but I say very well could be to Jags games every week just because I expect them to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I like the the leaning towards
0: a primetime game with this. I'm going to throw Philadelphia at Houston at you now. I know how good the Eagles are. Um, well, being undefeated sort of helps with that, but it's it can't be a good watch against the Houston team like that. I mean, there's there's you, you never there's never a certainty in the NFL with this stuff. But I would be astonished if this game wasn't over by halftime. And it that's never good to watch. I'd I'd rather have a, a Broncos Jags or even a, a Colts Broncos, where at least there's some doubt about the result. That 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 just to me, like however good that that prick is catching catching balls from Jalen Hurts, um, it's not going to be much fun.
2: I think the outside bet for this one is probably Buccaneers Rams on the basis that. Oh. Yes, they're kind of star-studded, but those offenses have both look turgid, and as we've seen in London, turgid offenses against good defenses doesn't make for um, really attractive football, especially not in a Sunday night slot.
0: Greg, settle this. What's the the worst game of the week that nobody should be watching?
2: You've already
1: said it. It's Pats and Colts. No one wants to watch that game. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's go with that. Um, I Nate, <laughs> he's not going to disagree. To be fair, no, he isn't at all. <laughs> um, that was that game against Washington a week ago was just. I mean, it was it was incredible. Obviously, as a, as a Titans fan, catching the catching the end of that, but how they how they managed to lose it from from where they were, I do not know. Uh, but yeah big big terry and uh and heineke <laughs> yeah better better than uh better than carson wentz who he's uh he's replacing by the looks of it okay shall we do should we do steve rain's bet yes now for anybody new to this we we're kind of it's 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 in memory of steve obviously and trying to trying to win money for a cancer charity. Oh, as Craig so eloquently put a week ago, um let's find out a new way of giving a betting company five pounds. <laughs> um well Greg, as uh as an employee of a of a betting company, and I'm gonna throw this at you, we have each we're each gonna pick this week. It's it's not any touchdown scorers. We're going down a different route recently. We're going to go over under on total points in these games. And there are eight 6pm games. Um, so each of us are, are picking one. One, we've put a Twitter poll out there, which I'm just frantically looking up. But the game we're going to throw at you is Minnesota at Washington. Now the, the over under on total points is 43 and a half. So it's whether you think there are, there are going to be more or less than that. I have a feeling there might be a few unders floating around, but um, entirely up to you. That's not going to be one of them. That's going to
1: be over. I think Heineke's going to get get enough points. I mean, I think Vikings will win it.
0: So I'm going to go over. Okay, fair enough. The, the Twitter poll game was Buffalo at New York Jets and 47 and a half and Twitter has gone with over as well. No, I agree with that definitely. I think that Buffalo are hard to stop, and the Jets, uh, while Zach Wilson has been inconsistent, their defense are making making plays and, and giving them some short fields, even scoring points. Um, Wilson's inconsistent, but they are they are still scoring. I think there'll be plenty of points on offer there. So, agree with agree with Twitter on that. Um, Pat, your game
2: is. Carolina at Cincinnati. Yes, the lines at forty three and a half, and I think it will go over
0: forty three and a half. Yeah, I think even Cincinnati they they struggled at Cleveland, didn't they? But they've uh, they didn't have Chase, which did which didn't help them. I, I don't think they can have Chase again. But they're they're getting enough points, and Carolina's defense is not what Cleveland's is. Um, but Carolina themselves showed. Uh, what they can do against Atlanta. Yeah, I like that.
2: I promised um, you I'd go with my gut on this, but after I'd gone with my gut, I couldn't help but go back and add up all the totals and divide it by 16. Don't, and don't, I, don't. it it comes out to 49 and five-eighths. So the stats back up the gut on this one.
0: You see, this this takes me to where I'm at. So Indianapolis at New England. Now, the line here is only 39.5, firstly. Um, but I'm looking, I'm looking at this thinking. They've got to be able to score more points than that. But they haven't been. <laughs> that's the truth of it. So under 39.5 points in the game sounds bonkers, but that's it's not where my gut is, but that's what. No, I'm going with my gut. Over. There you go. I've literally just changed my mind. <laughs> um, surely some one of those teams is going to do something good. It has to happen this just contradicting everything right um craig's game was la chargers at atlanta 49 and a half and he has gone with under oh, I, don't, I don't know craig I don't know not sure um miami at chicago was mark and 43.5 he has also gone with under um rich has picked under as well green bay at detroit 48.5 which yeah i, I, I don't know I've, I feel like I'm disagreeing with all of these.
2: Um, is that all eight of them? I think that's all eight. That's all eight. Of all go. of those, I am least confident with Mark's.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I'm not confident about any of them, though, so it's all relative. Okay, any other business? We have got here faster than usual, which happens when there are just three of us.
2: That's just as well for your throat, I suspect
0: oh don't, don't, i'm really str- <laughs> really <laughs> struggling <laughs> um pat what's what's been either cheering you up or eating away at you
2: i have two things first of all thank you to the cats for hosting us on sunday night it was a very enjoyable evening seconded yeah um second of all i got a, a advert Recently, and it reminded me of an annoyance of corporate firms paying to guilt trip us. So, there was an affinity water advert saying, oh, if you had a shower that was two minutes less, you could use less water, and that'd be good for the planet. Oh, if you use water from your water button not from a hose pipe, it'd be better for the planet. So, I looked up the stats. They're leaking 1,855,000 litres of water a year. So you think me cutting my shower down from four minutes to two minutes is going to make a dint in that, do you, pricks? Sort your own house out before you tell me what to do with mine.
0: I mean, they are just they want you to stink, maybe. I don't know.
2: Just such a shambles. I'm not going to
1: lie. I want Pat on voiceovers. I mean, he's, he's advert voiceover work. I, mean, I don't know how you're not getting it. It's brilliant.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he's selling that, um, but... <laughs> it would be fun I'd listen it's um,
1: like when they say about um, the like electricity electricity as well it's like oh if you don't you know turn your TV fully off not on, just on standby and it's like you've got you've got cities like Vegas that is literally just 24-7 lights on everywhere and you know to a lesser extent blackpool uh and so on and so forth and it's like
2: it just a very lesser extent
1: very lesser extent. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep it relevant for your uk listeners um but the, when it comes to you know me turning my my tv fully off and, and not just on standby it's just absolute nonsense all
0: right i'm what i just wonder how much that sign at the lamex stadium is using up by advertising the, the latest fixture and they used to have a perfectly functioning board that did that. This is this is niche. Um if you if you if you drive part on the A602 in Stevenage you'll know what I'm talking about, which I'm sure a high percentage of our listeners do.
2: I saw one the other day from a tea company which was just like, oh if you boiled less if you boiled the amount of water you needed instead of like a full ghetto you'd lose less electricity. It's like well that's that's true. It's also obvious. Have you lagged all your warehouses and your offices? If not, book off. Let me continue boiling two and a quarter cups worth to cover my element.
0: That's very BBC website. Uh, Here are 10 ways you could spend less money at Christmas. And it's just like buying cheaper gifts or uh, buy a smaller turkey or something. Thanks. (laughs) Lots of informative top tips that I could never have thought of.
1: If you listen to Martin Lewis, it's have a conversation with your family members about the obligation to buy a Christmas present because apparently a lot of people don't want Christmas presents because it feels like they're obliged to buy you one. I was like, who the hell has that conversation? Who the hell is sitting there talking to their family member or friend, being like, yeah, we should have a conversation about the the fact we buy each other Christmas gifts. It's
0: like, Jesus. I could get on board with that though.
1: Yeah, really. I think- not the I conversation. Look forward, I, look forward, but... I look forward to the to the conversation you have with Henry one year when you are like
0: oh,
1: <laughs> at least these Christmas presents, Henry.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there is. I oh, will tell you what could be been though in a similar Christmas cards. We don't need I, so Christmas cards in twenty twenty two in the age of Facebook, WhatsApp, social media, all these other ways that we subliminally keep in touch. Um, it like. Back in the day, it was just a way of saying hello to people that you've you haven't seen in years. Yeah. Uh, but now, now you've just got ridiculous Facebook statuses, so you hate them anyway and don't want to send them a Christmas card. Um, I'll so... go further.
1: I'll go further. Secret of Santa, just ban it. Get rid of it. It's, it's highly <laughs> necessary. If I get another loot in town mug from some dickhead, <laughs> I'm like, it just it's unnecessary. Just get rid of Secret Santa. It's like, that is one thing. So you're, that is one thing at work. You're always like, i oh, do you want to join the Secret Santa? And you're always like, oh. if I say no. I'm, I'm right, bell end. So you do. And then you get given some shit. And you've put serious thought into what you've bought the person you've given. Or you get given someone you've never met before or barely know. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to guess what to get this person?
0: <laughs> you, you you buy them booze and they, they turn out to be teetotal or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, how how can I finish this off? With in fact, Greg, have have you even? I've, I've sort of we've actually, we've just been waffling, haven't we? Apologies. Yeah. Secret um, Santa
1: wasn't my wasn't my any other business. um Mine is. Uh, I'll be really quick on mine because I'd, I've got to that point now where for years I've always I've always wanted to learn a new language, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to download an app. I'm going to learn Spanish because let's face it, I'm never going to need it in my head years ago I was like I want to learn a new language I want to be bilingual uh, I've been doing it for six weeks and I could genuinely apart from I want two beers I've got an absolutely no idea or what I, I go back to it literally pretty much every other day or every day and I just can't it can't absorb it in my brain just just got to that age where it's like just refuses to try and acknowledge that I'm trying to learn a new language um, so if anyone's got any tips on actually how to learn a new language because the apps that I'm using are not doing anything whatsoever to help. because
0: um, it do a Lingo thing? Yeah, Is
1: Duolingo. It... Yeah.
0: yeah, I've not tried it. I, I like it goes like well. My, the last time I tried to learn languages was at school, and I keep thinking that I keep thinking about doing it with German with a family living in Austria. And every, every time I go and see them, like it's fine because enough people speak English and they speak they speak German, and you, but. Just like if it, it sounds silly, like a, like just to have a friendly chat with their neighbour, like mm. when they all talk to each other in, in German or something. But it feels like a ridiculous length to go to to learn a language. Um, but I like I like that idea. Not enough to
1: get I've got, got, no, get reason, I've got no reason to want to know. Apart from just in my head, uh, I had this thing. I was like, oh, what, what, I just want to learn another language for no reason whatsoever. But it's not it's not sticking in my brain anyway. So um, it's either I give up or unless someone's got a better suggestion.
0: I definitely don't have a better suggestion. If, awesome. if that's if that's what you were here for, you'd be disappointed can, and afraid. Listeners
1: can write in. That's like Terry Wogan style. Listen, write
0: in. Listeners don't get this far. Um.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I Hi, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> we did the other day. I said this and then I said tweet us with the hashtag something and not one single person did. Oh, really? Um, so, tweet at LongSatPod with the hashtag Duolingo um, if you've got this far. Um, we won't get one single tweet. I'm telling you. Um, before my voice completely dies, and apologies for half ruining this podcast with the um, me attempting to speak. Um, what is going on with three-dimensional number plates? Now, I have only I only noticed this. I think for the first time about a month ago. And now I've noticed it, they're everywhere. I, I need answers. Uh, there are UK number plates everywhere. And now I've said this, you will see them. And just the letters on the number plates are three-dimensional, just grazed slightly so they, they stand out a bit. Um, I think if there's a trend, it seems to be... Uh, yeah buried up cars that have them but what's what's going on what's the point is it like a some sort of speed camera avoidance thing because they're they're they're, they're a normal font it's not as if they're just italic or something like that i'm guessing they're legal i don't know but i've already irrationally noticed them and hate them
2: um,
0: i want answers a bit like you um, i'm not going to get answers but i want them I've
2: noticed those. I'd never considered them something to get annoyed by. So I, I appreciate you <laughs> adding something to my list of things to get irrationally annoyed by. Um but
0: my, my sister was over last week and you're know, driving around a bit and she noticed them. And once she did, it kept kept pointing like really regularly. Like it's it's a really sudden phenomenon. Or maybe they've just been here ages and I haven't.
1: I've never even—I had to Google to see what it even looked like because I've never even seen it before. But thanks for that because now you I'm gonna
2: constantly—you're you gonna see them constantly now. see
1: them everywhere. Um, I'll count
2: them on the way to Gateshead with Nate on Saturday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I one thing I do hate, and this is going off a slight tangent, is uh, personalised number of plates. Anyone, anyone who sits there and puts like. I don't. I don't mind it if it's like subtle. So it's like it could just be, it could be a normal number plate, but it's personalised to you because that's your initials. I think mean, That's fine. That's fine. But people who sit there and actually buy, and there was one who used to live down the road from me. Her name was Chloe, and she used to have like the three for an E and a zero for the O and all that crap. I was just like and a four for the H. And it was just like no. I, I just,
0: did. Did you I add know. the hotspur though? But one hundred
1: percent did not. No, <laughs> my wife might be listening. Uh, no, she's He's
0: not listening she's
1: definitely not listening <laughs> she doesn't listen to me when i'm talking to her let alone a podcast i'm on um yeah no but it's i don't know what it is about personalized number plates so personalized number plates with 3d is yeah i mean that's going to that's the that's
0: approach. the idea of this that def, definitely is if you, if you
1: find a if you find a 3d personalized number plate send it to the long snapper on twitter <laughs>
0: again nobody's doing that right should we get out of here let's do it it's been uh, nice to chat good to have you on again greg um, thanks for having yeah. us appreciate
1: it if you're ever struggling like you seem like you rarely do you want to scrape the bottle and barrel feel free to give me a shout
0: yeah well, that's literally what this is we, we will again definitely it will ha- it will happen um uh, yeah there might be some more familiar voices next week there might be my own voice next week as well who knows um, but yeah go go well and we'll catch you
2: soon
1: keep that cough in Adam just right at the end I couldn't
0: I couldn't couldn't be asked to mute I I don't know how many times I've muted and coughed during this um (laughs)